0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold,
1: SNR. Having
2: some fun here on a Friday as we always do a different Friday. No Steelers game on Sunday. We've got to wait all weekend for Monday night. Now, right now. Would normally be the time that, you know, we'd have a little five-star Friday. We'd go into the classroom with Professor Motz He'd tell you the five matchups that would determine the outcome of Steelers-Bears Sunday at Heinz Field. Well, not to disappoint... Right, we still had to bring the fire in this segment. So last night, I'm lining up the show, and I'm thinking, you know what? It's been a while. It's been too long since we've reunited the Migos. Mama, we got some extra time on a Friday with no game on a Sunday. Let's get our guy Chris Carter on the line. CC, what's up, cousin? Raindrop.
0: <laughs> there boys. he is. <laughs> the Migos are in the house. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing?
1: Man, we live a life over here, excited as heck, man. How have you been, my brother?
0: I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. It's a nice, sunny day at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. pits over here, warming up in the indoor facility. We're to pit Head over to the pit practice. Nick Farabaugh is walking by me right here. He's back with us. Check him out. It's a lovely Friday out here.
2: It sure is. It absolutely is. The sun is shining in Western Pennsylvania, and we've got our buddy Chris Carter on the phone line. Chris, one of the things we were just talking about before we went to break there, um, you know, and again, today is kind of, you know, normally Thursday is the day to keep an eye on the injury report. But with the Steelers not playing till Monday that, you know, today is more so the day. But I think you gotta be encouraged by what we saw yesterday, right? Only Eric Ebron was held out. Chris Boswell was out there in a limited sense. We don't want to assume, but I gotta think that's at least a good sign. Uh and you look at Chicago, and it's quite the opposite. They have a litany of important injuries. Uh it's 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 things are you know working out well for the Steelers in in terms of the health department there's still you know we're still waiting on uh to it to get back we know Alu Alu will not return but I think relatively this is about as healthy as the Steelers have been in a long time
0: it really is and it's the right kind of health because you know there are a few places where I think they could take a couple injuries you know I think if you know if they lost one cornerback James Pierre could step in and kind of hang in there if they lost you know, if they, if they lost, like, you know, maybe one of their, one of their offense tackles, Joe Hague can kind of fill in there. We've even seen him do that temporarily, and it wouldn't be too far of a drop-off. And I think Zach Banner might be in that mix this week as well. Uh, but, you know, at, at the edge-rushing position, you cannot afford Highsmith or Watt to be hurt at this point. They, those, are the, those are the two guys you really need, and you can't really afford any more injuries on that defensive front. That is the stalwart part of this team. That is the group that is going to make this team's money, um, and especially in a game like this. The Chicago Bears are giving up sacks on 12.6% of their dropbacks. That's the highest percentage in the NFL right now. Oh. That's, an, that's an insane number. That's more than one in every eight plays that, that, that Justin Fields or Andy Dalton has dropped back this year that they've been sacked. So you're dealing with a young rookie quarterback who is extremely athletic. I'm a very big Justin Fields guy. I think he has a ton of potential to do something great in this league. But he's young. He's an experienced he still hasn't figured out how to, you know, kind of work within the offense and hit receivers outside the numbers consistently. And he's under siege. When you have all those things lined up, if you take away Khalil Herbert in that ground game, it puts you in a really good situation to put him under pressure and make some big plays on the defensive side.
1: Now, going back to what you were talking about with the outside linebackers, how do you feel about Taco Charlton and his potential expanded role going forward? Now,
0: I'm a, you know, most, you know, I'm you, you, you played that position for so long. You know, you know as well as I do that you know even if you put in a small sample size of work, it doesn't necessarily uh, translate into long term success. Mm-hmm. I think what he did, what he did when he was called upon, was satisfactory. And, and Mike Tomlin even like kind of kind of praised him a little bit on Tuesday. Uh, but there's always that speculation. that, like, man, I don't know if, if he can keep doing that, especially when you know you're doing. But if, if there's a game for him to kind of get his legs under him, I, I would say this would be it. This is not an offense. You know, Nick, Nick Chubb isn't lining up on the other side of the ball, even though they just shut Nick, Nick Chubb in when out when he was uh, – when Taco Char was playing. But, you know, this isn't, you know, a, a, a team that, you know, terrifies you when you look at them on film. So this would be a good week for him to continue to get his legs under him, understand where his where his roles will be and where some switches might be at the line. If he proves this week on your most that he's that he's can that he can just fill in there and you don't really you don't really feel like man that's that's a liability kind of like how you felt with Marsh last year, mm-hmm. then that that will be all they need. And I like what I've seen, but again, it's a very small sample size. So. You know, to be fair to everyone, I would just say, you know, hey, let's let's see him keep doing it. But you do like what you're seeing, and you know, he did come with a first round, you know, as a first round pick, he didn't work out for Dallas. But you know, maybe maybe he can kind of revive his career as a uh, as a role player for the Steelers and the backup.
2: Chris, kind of sticking with that position group and the the news of the week, then I guess I want to get your just your opinion on your take on how everything shook out with Melvin Ingram. I, it feels like there's two camps with this, right? The first camp is, hey, you know what? The Steelers chose peace, and that's fine. You don't want distractions, particularly with a, you know, you get outside of 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 Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Hayward and Joe Hayden. There's a lot of young guys on this team. This is not a, a, a roster that is just laden with a ton of veterans like it has been at times in the past. Just choose peace and move on. Or there's the camp of, no, you need the depth. You only got a six-round pick for him, and you sent him to a team that you're going to see and could potentially see again in the playoffs. Uh, Do you think the Steelers made the right move? Would you have liked to see them continue to play hardball? What do you
0: think with how everything shook out with Melvin Ingram this week? The biggest factor to making this decision for me was, in in their heart of hearts, in their conversations, did they think that Melvin Ingram would be a malcontent, would be, you know, a guy that kind of is a distraction and a problem in the locker room. If he was that, that would be the sign that I would be like, okay, I gotta let this guy go somehow and get some sort of compensation for him. Unlike how the Browns are getting into getting no compensation for losing Odell Beckham Jr., that's the issue that I, that I would have if I'm the uh, if, if if I'm the Steelers front office in that decision. Is that like look, you know, I, and I was all for you know leading into when this story first started. I'd be like, man, if I'm the Steelers, I do everything I can to make sure that that doesn't happen because that edge depth with him there, but with a uh, high Smith and Watt, was a huge advantage. And now that would be gone. And, you know, even if they had gotten a fifth or fourth round pick, I would have thought, like, man, that was that's a, that's a rough spot to be in. Um, but I will say this. Like you said, they got a lot of young players. And, and young players who are contributing early. You know, Najee Harris is being Najee Harris. Pat Fryman is emerging. Kendrick Green is really improving. Dan Moore Jr. is really improving. Trey Norwood, Preston Harbin, Isaiah Louderman. I mean, literally all the picks. They, they are contributing in, in solid ways this season to help the Steelers, you know, you know kind of build, build themselves back up after the three-game losing streak. So um, you gotta, you got to keep that locker room clean. You've got to keep the, the malcontents out. And that's where I think that this move was necessary uh, if you felt that way. Of course, you know, you, you and I, we weren't in the room. We don't know what that's like. Uh, we don't know what, what was said. But if they feel that way, I would trust the Steelers are usually good at deciding on these things.
1: Now, you brought up the guy uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in terms of, you know, his release and stuff like that from uh, Cleveland. Could you see a scenario where he could come here to Pittsburgh or would you even no. think there
0: would be any type of interest there? <laughs> Let's go. No. No. I can't do it. I can't do it most. Listen, even if like, you know, only if Odell Beckham Jr. had a track record of not really blowing things up with teams, what I can say. Because the other thing is, I don't think the Steelers are a receiver away from being a better team. Mm-hmm. I think that right now their biggest thing is they could use more depth at defensive line and the edge and even a number two running back. You know, if Odell Beckham Jr. would stay like a Marlon Mack or, you know, like, like, like a, a, good, a decent number two running back that mm-hmm. you can call up and, and, and take some carries off of Najee Harris because he does have the second most touches behind Derrick Henry in the N- NFL right now. Um, but like by seventy touches, which is ridiculous. Uh, but uh, you know, if, if that that would be where. I, but like receiver wise, like I, you know, if I'm the Steelers, I'm like, we're good, we're Gucci over here because you got you, you you got Deontay Johnson, who you're really happy with. Chase Claypool is making strides going forward, and then you and then you still got James Washington, Ray Ray McCloud, but but Nash but Donald, but wait a minute right. now, we
1: What's we can't like? we can't say James Washington when they don't use James Washington.
0: This is true. This is true. So, so this, you're, you're
1: saying Ray-Ray McLeod makes you that much more confident as a third receiver then?
0: <laughs> not as much because they, they, they used him in the snaps more. They just didn't target him last last week. But here's, here's my thing about James Washington. If somebody goes down, like if, if, if Chase or Deontay goes down, you can plug him on the outside and, and trust that he's going to be able to, to fill in there and at least play hard for you. I'm not so sure that if you bring Odell Beckham Jr., that that does – I mean, he he automatically, to me, would have to go right next to Deontay Johnson. And, then I mean, sure, that's exciting, the prospect of it, but is Ben Roethlisberger playing in a way that if you give him an Odell Beckham Jr., then everything just opens back up and it's like, you know, it's 2017 all over again?
1: Do you you think Ben can play to that level? That's the other divide because some people Mm. still feel like he can.
2: Man, Motes is really – he's asking the big J hey, questions he's, he's coming. He's coming with it
0: today, Motes. I love it. Don't
1: hey, me, hey be, because I can ask you these questions because I know you got it. You know, hell to pit. I got you, man. Let's oh, go. Oh, yeah, yeah. See <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there
0: you go. Hell to pit. How about when You brought me in and then you get clobbered with an H2P. Uh, uh, but, uh, it's all right. But, Just don't yeah. ask me to do math. Don't ask me to do math. But here's the thing. Well, I, I do. It, it, in theory, it'd be great to add him because you know what? Here's the thing: when you look back at the tape, you know, for as for as much as that, you know, there's stories floating out there about oh, it's really Odell Beckham Jr. The Browns are doing everything the right way, blah blah blah. Okay, cool. But when I look on tape, Odell Beckham Jr. is wide open, uh-huh. like he's putting up his hand and nobody's around him. Mm-hmm. And Baker either doesn't see him, underthrows him, or overthrows him joke and i you know i get it i'm like yodo Baker, he's not getting any old any younger out here he has to he needs to be able to make plays now and he's not doing it with the browns and he's been very patient with baker but baker just he stinks he's not a good quarterback yeah. years, I, he, I i know he's hurt right now but this is who he's always been he doesn't he doesn't work well with superstar receivers unless they're jarvis landry running slant routes over the middle so you know for me he needs michael thomas then <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> oh, there you go he does need michael thomas but my, my thing with Odell is that I think he would be great you know, schematically, but I'd be a little worried because like, as much as I believe in a person's ability to reform themselves, and I do believe that Odell Beckham Jr. isn't all, you know, 100% in the wrong with this situation, if I'm a Steelers, I'm very, I'm very scared about the prospect of he comes in, you got a young receiver room, and then something happens where it pops off and it gets worse. I think that the Steelers—they're building momentum the right way right now. Offensive line running the ball, strong defense. There's no need to really go out and risk something with Odell Beckham Jr. Unless you talk to him and you're like, you know what, that's you know what he he's, he's gonna fit in here. But again, that's a call that the Steelers would have to make. It would be uncharacteristic in my book. But if they if they made it, I would trust them. But man, there's that like there's there's just a couple red flags out there. I'm like I'd be very cautious about making such a move. But again, on paper mode. It would do. It, you know, it would be a, it would be a heck of a combination with the talents they have.
2: It's our good buddy Chris Carter, friend of the show, friend of real life. You know him from everywhere. Locked on Steelers, DK Pittsburgh Sports, here on SNR. Woo. You see his beautiful face on WPXI as well, uh, buddy. Gotta ask you, a little debate that we had yeah. earlier on this week on the show. Najee Harris gonna break a thousand yards rushing, not total yards. Uh, rushing yards this season over 1K
0: for the young rookie. I actually think he still will. You know, they, they still they still have quite a few games qu- games here. Uh, they have what nine left on their on their on their season. Actually, ten left on their season because it's a 17 game season. I hate that. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh but in, in all seriousness, he could he could really start taking over games with the way the offensive line is playing. And if you start to see it, Steelers are going to be like, "Yep, we're just feeding them. We're giving them every, every chance to do that." So I can see, I can totally see him getting over a thousand yards. You know, and, and again, there's a there's ten more games to play. And the one thing I've really seen about Nash Harris is that he does not get tired. You keep feeding him the ball, he just keeps going. He's plowing past people, and he doesn't fumble the ball. Um, the Steelers are going to try to feed him every. I mean, again, he has the second most touches in the NFL right now. On pace for and over he,
1: over on pace for over four hundred touches.
0: It, 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 it's 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 insane, right, Motes? But you know, but what's even crazier is that. He was still 70 behind, like, Derrick Henry Nuts. before Derrick Henry Henry <laughs> So that's just That just shows you what he was to the Titans. But, yeah, I, I see enough enough handoffs going to Najee Harris that he just breaks it just because he's going to keep getting those touches. And I do think the Steelers are going to start breaking more big runs.
1: Now, I do think the same thing in terms of Najee going off and ultimately getting even better. But are you concerned at all with the usage because of how high it is? Uh and obviously the guy that and obviously the guy that we were just highlighting, Derrick Henry, just went down, and we don't even know when that injury happened. <laughs> right. And we talk about the right. L. Bell situation here as well. Back back for one attention, yeah. we've seen how he's looked since then, also.
0: So, I I don't I, I think it's it's a it's a matter of percentages, right? It's not necessarily that oh he's going to wear down this season. It's going to be you know. There's a 0. .0001% chance that he gets hurt on a given play because right. I think he's just that sturdy of an individual. But the more times you call that play, the more times you get that percentage. That's what happened to Le'Veon Bell in that Bengals game in 2014, mm-hmm. I want to say it was, when they, at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, the game missed, before
1: the playoffs, absolutely.
0: Exactly, because it, it wasn't that he, he wore down. He just took a really rough knee shot from Reggie Nelson. It was just bad timing, bad luck. And if he had had maybe another week to, to recover, he might have been able to play from what I heard. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, that's the thing. is it, It's more circumstantial to me than anything else. Um, but if you're the Steelers, you don't have many, where, m- m- many other places to go right now. You know, you've got to get him going to kind of build the offense up. And you know what? If he gets a couple 100-yard games and he, start, he keeps making highlights and, he, and people start keying, keying in on him, That's when you're like, you know what? It's time to go play action. It's time to use more of these Jetsons, and you need Ben Roethlisberger to start hitting more of those, because when he does, it will make the Steelers a lot harder to predict on offense and give you a better chance to say, hey, Najee, you're on the field, but we're not necessarily going to. You're the decoy guy.
2: Hmm. (sighs) Let's go. Great stuff. You even
0: even saw that. You even saw that a little bit in the Seahawks game, because... They ran two jet sweeps. The first one, Deontay Johnson, went 25 yards because the entire defense went one way with Najee Harris, and he went the other. The same thing with Eric Ebron and his jet sweep. Najee went one day, the Seahawks followed, and then Eric Ebron just had one defender to be at the goal line. That's where that, that's where uh, Matt Canada loves to get busy. Is he tries to say, "Hey, I'm going to force you all to cover this one thing over here," but then I'm going to take on this. I'm going to like this one-on-one matchup that I designed to get. The Steelers are starting to figure those out. and You're still seeing that rhythm come. That's where you can start to see some of the genius of Matt Canada and why they picked him an offensive coordinator.
2: Chris Carter laying it down. All right, buddy. Couple more quick hitters before we let you go. All right, we need you to settle. Sure. We need we need you to settle uh, two more debates that we've had mm. on the show this week. <laughs> oh, two more. Okay. Two more. Two more. Uh, and these, you know, these are pretty pretty lighthearted. All right, so nothing serious here. No, no, uh, this is very serious actually. The next one is you can't say the Steelers. All right, we're taking the Steelers out of the equation. Who's got the best color right. rush uniforms in the NFL?
0: Ooh, dang! Because the Steelers do got the best. But all right, all right, all right oh it's tough i like the patriots red i always think that the, the patriots and the bills red there It really, is. really work there it is i like it, it's like it, it's bright it's colorful it's like it's out there um although the funniest comment i ever saw was when the, the i think it was the patriots were playing the jets on thursday night Football. oh and color rush, yes and yes. someone tweeted out and they were, they, they were like yo i'm colorblind this is a nightmare this is a nightmare like, a yes thing. I don't know who anybody
2: is. I don't know who anybody is. Yeah, as long and we we I think we all agreed universally that the Seattle Seahawks had the worst ones in Ugh, the National yuck. Football League. <laughs> Last one for you, Mister Carter. What's up? Can Cam Hayward win Defensive Player of the Year? Any chance? I, I think there's a good
0: chance. I think people are. I think he. Here's the thing: Cam has earned the respect nationally now. Like, like even the people who who just live to bang on the Steelers, like even Mina Kimes, who like that's like whenever she talks <laughs> with the Steelers, she's coming for him. She's like, geez, she's like the offensive line. I haven't seen one one play of them, but they stink. And it's just like, okay, I get it. But the one player she will pay respect to is Cam Hayward because he's earned that, not just because he's a phenomenal player, but because he's a phenomenal person. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's like, man, Cam Hayward's that heck of a guy. If he continues to play at this level and he makes a couple more like really big plays and really big moments and I really think the Steelers will have an opportunity to do that with the home stretch that they have of game and their playoff push. You could I think you could see that, but I also would not count TJ Watt out because this man is on fire. I think he has what eight sacks in like what five games, six mm-hmm. games? Like you know, like so like he's you know, this is he's he's on a ridiculous pace right now and he could kind of overtake Cam in that conversation. But I think a lot of people would look at Cam and be like, Man, like if he has a couple more really big plays you might look at him and say, "You know what? Yo, he." We, we might give him some votes because not only is he a hell of a player, but he's also a heck of a person. Oh,
2: Mister Carter, great stuff as always, buddy. But hold on, I got one last okay. one. Hit him,
1: and this is oh, the, this is the most serious of all serious questions, by the way. Oh man, oh
0: man, I'm I'm, I'm pressured here.
1: And, 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 and you could blame Wesley Euler for this pressure being directed towards you. Uh oh. What, what did I do? So just yesterday, we were in here doing our show. And uh-huh. he brought up a question about when I shower, do <laughs> I wash my knees and oh, my feet? Oh, you're going to start this debate all over again. Here goes our Twitter Wait, mentions. what? So he asked Wait, me, when I take my showers, do I wash uh-huh. my lower body, like my knees and my feet? I thought this was a foregone conclusion legs that everybody, everybody washes their legs and their feet. I thought everybody does this. But apparently, that's not the case. So I just wanted to see, where do you fall on that line of when you shower, if you have the time? Not, not, listen, not your rushing. But if you have time and you're in the shower, are you washing legs and feet, or are you skipping those parts, man?
0: First, I, I must preface this while I am, uh, I am a biracial man. I I, call it, I, I identify as black, but my mother is white and my father is black. So. I understand there may be some cultural differences here. <laughs> <laughs> you are a nasty
2: human being. No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't. Hold on. I wasn't saying that I don't. I was not saying that I don't. I do. I scrub the crap out of my feet. All right. <laughs> What happened, oh, what, what happened chris was we saw a poll there was like i can't remember if it was nbc or cbs one of these one of these news organizations had a study where like 38 of people oh, say man. they don't wash their legs or their feet they that's just nasty. let the soap trickle down that's all and i brought that up that's all i i certainly wash my legs and my feet all right i play hockey okay. every week my dogs, okay be, my dogs would be barking if i wasn't watching okay <laughs> Chris, Chris, I know I went to college in WVU, all right? Man. But I
1: got running water and internet and soap, all right? I mean, come on. Chris, you can imagine. When he brought this up to me, I was just sitting here like, are you serious? Is, is this for real? Like, 38%
2: what? of Americans profess to not washing their legs or their feet. I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. I guarantee it's the, enti- it's the entire state of West Virginia. Uh, there it is.
2: <laughs> there it is. There it is right there. Chris Carter couldn't go without getting one last jab. Oh, man. In there. Down on the south side, our correspondent, as always. Buddy, great catching up with you. We really appreciate you taking the time here on a Friday. We'll talk soon. Enjoy Well wait real quick. Who I know who wins on Monday? Steelers oh, another...
0: Steelers Steelers <laughs> or
2: Bears. Who wins on Monday? You worried about a trap game?
0: Twenty-seven-six Steelers. They get the they get the oh. job done. They get after Justin Fields. I think they take away the run game, and you see them exercise the run game. This is a this is the prove it game for this run defense. They're going to bowl people over. I got them winning this game handily. Wouldn't be surprised the Bears give trouble. They haven't beaten the Bears since two thousand five when Jerome Bettis trucked Brian Urlacher. Yeah. But this is this is the time when they change it. This is this is when all of that changes, and they, they, they take control of things moving forward. Um, they they got to make it happen this week.
2: I was a freshman in high school the last time the Steelers beat the Bears. That is pretty crazy. Uh, Chris, buddy, love you, man. Uh, great stuff. Appreciate Mom your time. Up. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks again. There he goes. Chris Carter. Great stuff with him, Best as amigo. always.
1: You know how we roll.
2: Who get left off bad and bougie?
1: Do I look like I got left off bad and bougie? Do I look like I got left off bad and bougie? I ain't gonna lie, I like how he prays. He's like, "Hey man, I'm biracial, so it might be some cultural differences." I said, "What up with so politically correct? You love it. (laughs) You love it. it, 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 it. It could be some cultural differences. That's that's a nice way to put that right there, man."
2: I liked how you framed it too to make it sound like I was like, oh no, I never wash my legs or my feet. I just let the soap trickle down. You know,
1: certain people have brought this to my attention. I don't know where this study was, you know, found where this data was gathered. Who were the uh, the 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 participants (laughs) in said survey? So I just didn't want to. I didn't want to take you out of that if you wanted to be in that. You know, that's, that's why I left it like that. You never know. (laughs) <laughs> you could have been like, hey man, don't put me in the I wash my, my legs and feet box. I don't wash my legs. I could have been your energy. I didn't want to assume.
2: Ah, you know what they say happens when you assume.
1: You're going to get it right. You're going to get it right. So I just figured I'd throw that off for you. I ain't, I ain't want to be right right there. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Never a dull moment on a Friday.
2: Never a dull moment. Great stuff with our buddy Chris Carter. Now you see why
1: but we he... don't work on Fridays. You see? Because this right here, we, we run off the rails. <laughs> did, he, did he say twenty-seven to six? Twenty-seven to six. That's what he said. So three touchdowns, mm-hmm. two
2: Boswell field or goals, maybe or a, maybe or, four
1: touchdowns and Bos misses one, or seven Boswell goals in one touchdown. <laughs> in a miss like Arrowhead Stadium yeah. a few years ago in the playoffs. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that could be the case. Cuthbert tweets us here and says, "In my Chris Rock voice, I take care of my kids. Versus in my West Euler voice, <laughs> I wash my feet." That boy
1: West came on quick. Hey man, hey 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 hey! Don't you put that on me. I wash mine. Listen, i might like, look, I already told you, I've <laughs> gone
2: through enough West Virginia stereotypes in my that 30 was...
1: years of living. All right, I don't need that one too. You hopped on that quick. You said, "Look, I might, I might have went to school in West Virginia, but listen." I got running water. Fun fact: I, I was the only guy team. with the internet I in do. West Virginia yeah, for four I like, years.
2: Uh, uh, I like who am my kid, it took me four and a half to graduate. That was probably the most WV <laughs> thing about my experience there. I take care of my kids. I wash my feet, Yo. folks. I play hockey once a week. I just right? love it. I just love this energy. If in I here, didn't man. wash my legs and my feet, Arthur Motes would come in here and he'd yeah. be like, "Dude, why do you smell like yeah. a locker room? Why does it smell like played against sports up here Seriously. in our studio?"
1: <laughs> like. What, what what is this this unique fragrance that you continue to wear here every day? What, what, what is this?
2: Oh, I love it. I just I absolutely love it, folks. Uh, we're gonna get to our last break here in just a minute. Uh, I will take this one last shameless opportunity. To plug this last segment, we got some (laughs) tweets here. We've gotten your tweets, plenty that we're going to get to, but we are going to be wide open in this last segment. We'll go around the league and and talk about some of these other games as well, certainly, but we are going to be wide open in this last segment. It's normally the segment that we turn over to you on Fridays to get your predictions, your thoughts on what's going to happen in the Steelers game. What else you got for us? Uh, questions, football related, otherwise uh, sports related, otherwise shower related.
1: Maybe you don't wash your no, legs. No, we're done and, um, with
2: the hygiene debate. All right, this I'm can just saying, easily maybe go
1: too far. If somebody's just like, "Yo, I just don't like to do that because I don't feel it's necessary." That that's valuable. We've been towing
2: this line, mm-hmm. all right. I mean, you know, you're, you're gonna, we we got some listeners down in West Virginia, Arthur Motz. Our buddy John in Morgantown is going to be very upset about how but, you're but talking about.
1: You him. keep bringing up West Virginia. You notice I haven't said West Virginia one time. <laughs> Not one time. That's have true. I with said, Chris Carter. <laughs> yeah, I going to say everybody, everybody else is bringing up West Virginia over here. I'm like, hey, man. They said a hurt dog a holler, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm dead. I'm sorry. Is that what I'm you're dead. saying
2: about all the uh... – <laughs>
1: So that all the Steelers fans who are <laughs> hey, just man. dunking on the Browns, hey, are week. we? I heard dog and when What they say, man. Tra- hey, 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 I, I, I digress. I digress. <laughs>
2: you know what? That's funny. I'm gonna have to put that <laughs> way in, the sh- in the showisms, right? Along with it's they true, don't man. ask how, they ask how many. It's the along truth. with
1: you know what happens when you assume. Hey, I heard dog just, and bark. Hey, man. Hey, do you know it's the truth, man? Is I, it true, man? Why you keep talking about my IG? Is it because I was with G? Whoa, whoa! easy, big fella. Hey, 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 hey! Well, Are you, you feeling did, some type of way? You did frame it in the way that, like, I, hey, I this never weirdo said West, West Virginia. I simply no, but you said framed it that this weirdo West, West over I here then washes I said wash was Wesley Euler had brought this up to my attention, and I was unaware that this was actually going on. I said it in a, in a very non. I wasn't leading the witness. You know, I just, I just, I just, I just dropped out a fact. The fact was, you brought it to my attention, and I wanted to just ask. You know. Mr. Chris Carterbine, that's it. <laughs> Held a bit. <laughs>
2: Let's go, Duke. Uh, big big game for my blue devils tomorrow. Oh, Good job done. All right. Oh, we're man. gonna get to our last break. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, everything on the table. We will go around the league a little bit, but other than that, it's up to Yins where we go in this final half an hour of fun. the show. I like when we do this like that. I do too. You know where to get at us? At Wesley Euler at the body52 on Twitter. Duh. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.